welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. I want to talk about hosting His presence. Amen. Let's all say that together. Let's say it one more time. God created everything for his pleasure. Before he created man, he made sure everything needed for man to live and thrive was in place. So he created man. The Bible says that he, cre- he, he created a garden. He made a garden in Eden and put man there. Because the world was so big. He just created a certain space, place, put him there. And he told him that you are free to eat everything you want apart from a particular fruit of a particular tree. But everything, including a tree of life. And I found out in my Bible that every now and then, God comes down to fellowship with man. He created them and put them in the garden so that he can come for him, for man to host him, to be man's guest. Someone shout hallelujah. So every now and then, God comes down and fellowship with man. Bible says, in the cool of the day, Genesis chapter 3 verse 8, God will come to fellowship with man. They they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves for the from what? The presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. The garden God put them, they were hiding among the trees from what? The presence of the Lord. We are talking about hosting the presence. Hosting his presence. Every now and then, he comes to have fellowship with them. When Jesus was on earth, the embodiment of God, Jesus was God in the flesh. And Bible talks about how things happened in Jesus' life which had never happened. And the kind of miracles Jesus did or that happened or manifested or that happened in the life of Jesus were very interesting and strange miracles. For instance, someone who was born crippled or who was born blind. So, someone who has been uh, invalid for so many years. Demons, there were times demons saw Jesus and they screamed and said, have you come to destroy us before our time? Leave us alone. Jesus Jesus didn't have to speak. Demons just saw him and they began to scream because he was a carrier of the presence. It's very important. The presence you carry determines what gives way when you show up. A man of authority doesn't always have to even use his authority. God wants you to host him. He wants to be your guest. Amen. Bible talks about how once upon a time in Luke chapter 8 from verse 40 in Luke chapter 8 from verse 40, the scriptures tell us about how it, uh, there was, Jesus was walking and the multitude welcomed him. And Okay, let's start from verse 43. Now, a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, any of the physicians. The next verse says that, came from behind and touched the borders of his garment, and immediately the, her flow of blood stopped. What she has spent all her living, trying to get answers from doctors. It didn't stop. She's done everything she could. It didn't stop. She just came. No one had told her. No one had done that. It wasn't any instruction. It wasn't any uh, laid down principle. She knew in herself. She said, at least if I can just touch, I 
could, she could perceive something around Jesus that she concluded if I can only touch the hem, the bottom of his garment, I'll be okay. And so she did that. She came from behind and there were, there, there were, the Bible said the multitude were, was thronging him. So he managed to push herself through and touch the hem of his garment. And Bible says that immediately, someone say immediately. immediately. Instantly, the flow of blood ceased. Immediately, the flow of blood stopped. Who taught her that? Who taught her to do that? Her faith. She had this. See, no one taught her this what you should do. But because faith is of the heart first, not just of the mind. The mind couldn't go, the, the heart informed the heart, the mind what to do. Faith was of the, of the heart. So she, she just knew this was the heart. No one had done it before. She touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And now, the point I want to make here is Jesus was such a carrier of the anointing that his ordinary clothes carried the anointing. Someone just touched the cloth with faith and healing was, healing was flowing. So Jesus stopped and he said, someone has touched me. Who touched me? And he said, how can you say someone? A lot of people said, no, but Jesus said, a virtue has left me. Something has left me because through his clothes. Jesus was a carrier or he was so much hosting the presence of God that his clothes caught power, caught grace, caught the presence. That the woman did it and eventually it became the norm. I, I, I'm here to tell someone, God is about to introduce us into a new norm. In Mark chapter 6, verse 56, Mark says 56, wherever he entered, into villages, cities, or the country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch, just touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched, did you see that? He said, stay, just come in. The man was carrying the presence so much now. They said, please, just let this, don't, don't spend time laying. Let them just touch. Because they saw a woman did it and it became the new norm. Mm. Yes. We are entering into a realm of new norm. Amen. We walk in authority. We walk in dominion. We walk, miracles are commonalities in our life. Super, the supernatural manifestation is normal. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. So shall it be for you in the name of Jesus. So, and then when you read the Bible again, Jesus said, you see, if you believe in me, what I do, John chapter 14, 12 says that, greater works shall you do. Because I go to the Father. So, this one is quite an interesting one. They noticed that bro Peter, Pastor Peter, Apostle Peter, that guy carried the presence in such a way they noticed that wherever his shadow, anyone who came in a certain radius or proximity with him, he, doesn't, he didn't need to touch you. Now it's not the clothes anymore. No, shadow. Just shadow. How many of you agree with me that shadow has not got substance? Shadows don't have substance. Their shadow just have to fall on. They noticed that about Peter, that the guy, so he always passes here. They said, no problem. This way he passes. They will, they will line the sick people there that the guy was hosting the, he was hosting the presence. It wasn't because of him. Because in Acts chapter, chapter 3, and, and it says that when they said to the man at the, 
a beautiful gate. Silver and gold have won, and such we have rise up and walk. Bible said they held their, their mans, and the man began to walk, and then people gathered around them. I think verse 9, 11, Acts chapter 3, around there. And then they said, oh, you guys, why are you coming around us as though by our own might have we done anything? They, they said this. He responds, that men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intensely at us as though by our own power or God? Did you see that? Godliness. Our own power or godliness we had made this man. Work. He said, no, it's not us. It's the presence we carry. It's not me. I, there's a presence I carry. And when we came there, we met this guy. Now, Jesus Christ, this guy was there in the days of Jesus Christ. But Peter then said, you don't have time to sit here and waste anymore. Get up and walk. And so this same Peter in Acts chapter 5, from verse 12 downwards, Bible says that God was doing amazing. Let's look at it from verse 12. I think I would like us to look into the text. Acts chapter 12. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Hallelujah. That's where that man was healed anyway. Bible says, and through the hands... Through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done amongst the people. Verse 13. Yet none of the rest dead joined them, but the people esteemed them highly. And then verse 14 says, And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Did you see that? Because they realized that he was working. So they brought the sick guys, went to remove them from the hospitals, picked them from hospital bed, brought their beds by the roadside, so that the one who is hosting the presence, he carried what, what we call the majesty of his presence. So he passes by, and his shadow falls on the sick, and they were being healed. That's the realm we are entering now. Amen. It all boils down to the presence you carry, the presence you carry, the presence you carry, the presence you carry. Stop chasing for miracles and start making miracles happen. Because ordinary, Peter didn't have three eyes, he didn't have three ears. Normal as no, didn't have two hearts. Had one as normal as you. Red blood cells, white blood cells, nerves, intestines. I mean, just like you and I. At the point in time, Peter was so much afraid when Jesus was, was arrested that he denied. Even though the few hours before he told Jesus, "Jesus, I will never deny you. I want to die with you." He, you know, he told him, "I will die. I will die with you." That's why he told Jesus. And Jesus said, I don't know what you're talking about. You know what you're talking about. The night uh, will not end. Uh, before the corpse, you no, know, once, you have denied me three times. Denied me three times. And Bible said, Peter was swearing. I don't know him. I swear, I don't know him. What, 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 what are you talking about? Do, do I look like, whoa, whoa. Not, not eight days later, not two years later. A few hours later, he just said, I won't deny you. Because it's not by the arm of flesh. But this same guy, when the Holy Ghost came upon him, Bible says that Peter stood, Acts chapter 2, verse 11. And they were, people thought they were drunk. And they said, what are these amazing things we are saying? We are seeing. We hear them in our, uh, we hear in our, uh, the wonderful works of God. People will say, verse 11, people will say, these are the wonderful works of God. Say it. Amongst us, they will, they will see it and they will say it. So Hallelujah. And so Peter stood up and said, you guys, wait, 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 these guys are not drunk as you suppose. 
Because it's just early in the morning. They can't be drunk. This is what uh, Prophet Joel was talking about. And he lectured them. And the Bible said they were cut to the heart. And that same day, 3,000 men gave their life to Christ. All right. And then that's, all, that's Acts chapter, uh, chapter, chapter 2. And then Acts chapter 3, they went to the temple at the time of prayer. They met this cripple. They healed the man. People gathered around him, around them. And in chapter 4, Bible, from, from verse 1, Bible talks about how the elders and the, the chief priests, the captains and the chief priests, they, they, they became jealous. Because everybody was gathering around Peter and Peter then were talking about Jesus. So they went and arrested them, put them in the guard room to stop them. And so they decided to, they, they started thinking and deliberating on what to do to them. And they decided, let's threaten them that they shouldn't preach in the name of Jesus again. All right? And so when they, they, uh, they were asking Peter what he was saying, Peter told them that there's no name on, in, under heaven by which men by, shall be saved. That's Peter addressing these elders. Verse 12 of Acts chapter 4. There's no name by given unto men by which men must be saved, except the name of Jesus Christ. And then Bible says, verse 13, when the guys not, noticed the boldness of Peter and John, they, they took notice of them that they had been with Jesus because they knew these guys were unlearned men like they, the learned guys who were interviewing them. And they saw, no, the way these guys are talking, they have been with Jesus. And so they couldn't do much. And because the man who was healed was notably, verse 16, that they said, what has been done is too obvious. Look at verse 16. Say, now what shall we do to these men? For indeed, that, no, uh, that a notable miracle had been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. That will be your testimony. That will be your testimony. They may say they don't believe in your Jesus, but they cannot deny the miracles, the evidence of God, the God's son in your life, in the mighty name of Jesus. So when they saw that this thing that has been done was so notable, they went to Peter. They, they, didn't, they couldn't do much, so their, their intelligence told them that, let us threaten them. That they don't preach in that, teach in that name anymore. So they called Peter and told him, don't do that anymore. You guys don't preach in that name. In Acts chapter 4, from verse 17 and 18, they, they had to threaten them. So they called them, commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. It's, the problem was the name. You can preach anything, but because Peter told them that faith in, the, in his name is what has made this man whole. It's the name. Say the name. The name. The name, Hashem. So, um, then, look at what happened in verse 19. Peter. But Peter and John answered and said, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God, you judge. No, no, watch this. This is the man who a young girl said, you are one of Jesus' disciples. He swore. He said, I don't know you. Stop what you're talking about. What do you mean? What do you mean? I'll give you a head. I will Peter, Peter, it's a young girl. She, she, she didn't know. She, she, she's confused. She's confused. Peter, listen. So next time when you're confused, don't, don't, don't connect me to that man. Why, why do you think I will know him? He went and hid somewhere. He couldn't hide. Others also came. He said, ah, but you are one of the... He said, you two, you, are, you haven't heard what that girl did? You want to come to me? What, what do you... I don't know him. Leave me alone. No, Peter, before ordinary servants, he was denying Christ. Now, the Sahindri, the elders of the, uh, of the, the leaders of the day, had, they called him and warned him. He said, you judge. If it is right for us to obey you, oh God, judge for yourself. They couldn't stop him. Why? Because 
at this time he was hosting the Prophet of Moses. Shout hallelujah. That's why this thing. Now, Jesus said, I'm going to send you guys. But before you go out, wait, wait. Now, when he said wait, Acts chapter 1, verse 4, when he said wait, he told them, why should they wait? Wait until you endure the power. So, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he said, but you shall receive, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Say power. power. Now, most of the time we think that we begin to speak in tongues just to, uh, the Holy Ghost comes on you just to speak in tongues. No. The Holy Spirit, that's, that's a byproduct. Okay? Byproduct. No, that's just byproduct. But the byproduct is so powerful and so beneficial that if the byproduct is that beneficial, then how much more the real deal? Now, watch this. He said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, You shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. What he meant is that you shall receive, watch this, a power charged atmosphere. A power charged, that's the hosting the presence. The atmosphere will be so power charged. That's what he meant. So wherever they went, manifestations of the who they were hosting began to began to take place. But listen, sister, brother, you better be, begin to create room to properly host his presence. So that some things, no one at your workplace can look at you and talk. You are not ordinary. Amen. You are not ordinary. Amen. So the things that are happening to others, you don't have to permit them to you don't have to ask, uh, 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 maybe that's what's no, maybe that's what's happening to people. So what? Are you people? You are not people. You are a carrier of his presence. Shout yes! Shout yes! Show me someone ca- carrying the presence of God, and you are you are carrying the presence of God, and you are stuck uh, in an accident. They are trying to chop your leg off. The devil, he can't carry that. The scriptures make her to understand that God, Acts chapter 19, verse 11, particularly, God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Now, as you all know, miracles by nature are unusual. Miracle. The word, so to say unusual miracle may sound like a tautology because uh, you don't have to say unusual. But these kind of, even though miracles are unusual, the ones God did by Paul, watch this. What God did by Peter, the shadow, Jesus didn't do that. And now Paul took it higher. He didn't have to be there. Ordinary aprons and handkerchief from his body sent to the sick. Sent to the sick. Ordinary aprons and handkerchief from, because he was, he was a host. He hosted the presence. Even inanimate objects around him got so much presence that when the handkerchiefs got to the sick, the sickness said, I got to go because something has come. Verse 12, he said that God did unusual miracles so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body. From his body. from Not from anywhere, but his body. The carrier of the presence. From his body, you will carry presents from this today for us. You will carry presents from today for us. Handkerchiefs were brought from his body to the sick. And what was the result? And the diseases. It didn't, it didn't say the sick people were healed, though. It said the diseases. The diseases packed their staff. They said, I'm out of here. I'm checking out of here because a bigger power. Has arrived. And the sicknesses and the evil spirits went out. 
handkerchiefs, mere aprons from the body of Paul. Sicknesses, diseases, saw that, and they went out. He's here. The presence is here. That has always been his, his, his agenda for him to be hosted by us. If you're a landlord and he's your tenant, you can't just go into his kitchen and start eating the food because he's your tenant. No, you don't do that. He, he still needs to be hosted. The earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. It's his. But he wants you and I to host him. Create an atmosphere. He told them, he told Moses, I think Exodus chapter 25 or so, he said, go and tell my people to build a temple for me so I can dwell with them. God's desire has always wanted to be with us. So build me a temple so I can dwell with you. So when Jesus died, Bible says that the curtain in the temple was torn into two from top to bottom because the spirit of God was no more inhabiting buildings. It was not now coming into us so that we can host. That's why he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and chapter 6 and 2 Corinthians, he says that ye are the temple of the Holy Spirit to host his presence. So, we can see that Jesus Christ on in, the days, in his days on earth was carrying the presence so much that his, his garments, people were touching his garments and getting healed. And then we could see Peter carried the presence so much that his shadow was healing the sick people. And then we could see that Paul took it further than Jesus and Peter. Just then an apron, the handkerchiefs from his body were sent to the sick and the, and the diseases and demons and Evil spirits left the sick. Why not you? That means that in fact, our time, we, it must be stronger. It must be stronger. I'm telling you, it must be stronger. What it takes to host his presence. Number one, there must be a genuine desire. God is not a cheap God. He's not looking for help from anybody. So if you don't desire him, he won't come. There must be a genuine desire. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness. In, 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 in Matthew chapter 5 verse 6. It said, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness. And then in Psalm 63. He said, my soul. My, Psalm 63 from verse 1. He talks about how, oh Lord you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and a thirsty land where there is no water. Verse 2. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power. See, to see his power, you have to look for him. Look for, they will be telling you you are going to church too much. Don't mind them. They are not serious. They are, they are lost. There is nothing like going to church or seeking God too much. It's actually a satanic confession. It's a, because we are created for that purpose. The psalmist said, Psalm 27 verse 4, said, one thing have I desired, not a new job, not some new contacts, new business people, not some new contacts, not some new links. Psalm 37 verse 4, said, one thing have I desired, that I will seek after, what is it? That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. When? How many days? All the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire, this is to host his presence. You must have that desire. You must have that desire. Shout hallelujah. So it's very important we understand that there must be a desire. And then number two, first you have in a desire, there must be a strong desire. Number two, 
Okay, let me go to the other. Consecration. Consecration. Adam and Eve, God comes to fellowship with them in the cool of the day. But there was a time when he came, they messed everything. He sucked them out of the garden. Genesis chapter 3 verse 8, Bible says that when they heard his voice, Genesis chapter 3 verse 8, when they heard his voice, uh, they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden at the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves where? From, watch this. So, it was the presence that they were, host, they were supposed to host, but because of sin, they couldn't host the presence. How can you host with sin? Sanitize your presence. Sanitize your system. Consecration. 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 He says that blessed are you if you do if you do these things that you know. John chapter 13, verse 17. He said, These things I tell you, blessed are you if you do them. The blessing is in the doing. Let's all say that together. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Blessed are you if you do them. God actually wants to bless us. Yes. Sometimes religion, they present things like you have done this, you have done this, you are rubbish. No. God actually, the things we do can bar the presence of God. So we continue, the aluta continua. The sufferings, the sufferings continue. And we are praying, oh God, oh God, don't you see I'm, I'm, I'm in need? He can see it, but you have also barred him from showing up. Someone shout, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. So, consecration. <laughs> Someone say consecration. consecration. It's, success is not an accident. Success is not a gift. It's work. You have to determine to work. No one will have a certificate by accident. You must sit in a class. You must sit in. The, uh, uh, you must uh, go for lectures, write an exam. Oh, you have a driver's license? Yes. How do you get it by accident? Oh? I don't know. Just get it. they have to collect it immediately. Car crash. Yeah. Maybe someone uh, accident. He went and took it from someone. Oh. See what I'm saying? So it must be intentional. All right. Let me. The next one is prayer. Number three, prayer. And then let me move from there quickly. Number four. Number three, prayer. Anyone who spends time in prayer entertains God. Not, when I say entertain, that is, that is you, are, you are attracting God. You welcome God. When you pray, you are welcoming the presence. Okay, prayer is a way to work. Then number four, because of my time, let me move on to it. But number four, I seek God and I come back. Acts, Acts chapter 3 verse 1, Bible says that at the time of prayer, Peter and John, they were going to pray. They had prayed. That's when they met the man, said, silver and gold have I none. At the time of, they, they were, I found out from my text that actually they didn't even end up praying because miracles were happening. Because yeah. they were yeah. prayer guys, prayerful guys. They hosted the presence so much because they were constantly and consciously praying. And then number four is fasting. Say fasting. fasting. Say fasting. fasting. Fasting is different from hunger strike. Many people are do, going on religious hunger strike thinking it's fasting. Fasting without prayer is equal to religious hunger strike. So the fasting must always go with prayer. It's called fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. When you fast, you are not doing anything for somebody. You are just fast forwarding your own blessings. You are fast, fast forwarding yourself into destiny. Right. So fasting... These are the ways to attract the presence of God. Jesus, Jesus, he was 
monogenes, the only begotten of the father, he came on earth, he was fasting. He died for us. Okay? That's what, he died for us. But even when he was going up, we went with him. He died for us. He didn't fast for us. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, but he came to meet the demands of the, uh, the law on our behalf. That is not the demand of the law. Fasting is not law. Fasting is not law. Fasting is a means to, to put yourself in a state so that you can host his presence on earth. So fast, Jesus said some of these kind does not go except by prayer and fasting. Matthew chapter 17, I think so, verse 21. So it is necessary for us to appreciate the reasons why we fast. And then let me give you just three reasons or four reasons quickly and then I'm done. But, all right, so we, we fast for supernatural manifestation. As you fast, you are expecting the manifestation, the power of God. Some strange things happening. And then number two, for supernatural manifestation, number two, uh, you, you, you fast for answers. You are fasting, as you are fasting, you are believing God that this particular issue, this particular situation, God answer me. In fact, sometimes there are times you engage in your fasting as a project. Okay, as a project, I will explain what I mean. So Esther, in Esther chapter 4, verse 10 and 11, and then verse four, uh, 15 and 16, Esther was afraid to go to the king because if you go there without invitation, you are liable to execution. So he, she couldn't go, but he needed the king's attention. So Mordecai said, you still have to go because you, can't, you don't know if you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this, verse 14. And so Esther said in the verse 15, and 16, he says that go, uh, verse 16 says that go, Esther said, go and gather the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night, uh, three days, night nor day. My mates and I see you go and fast for me and me too, I'll fast. You are able to express your need better than anybody. Yes. So he said, me too. And he said, and me, my, my maids and I will fast likewise. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Most people who say, if I perish, I perish, never perish. I'm, I'm going to take a chance. Do you understand what I'm saying? So engage in fasting. Esther said, I'm going to fast. And they went and fasted. And then she went to the king. And the king said, Esther, come, tell me your request. Wow. Fasting changes things. Give it as a project. In Nehemiah Chapter 1, verse 4, Nehemiah said, Bible said, Nehemiah said, I fasted and prayed. So it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I, I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And then chapter 2, verse 4 tells you, he went to the king. And the king said, what can I do for you? The king granted him his request. Wow. You know, so when you pray, you can, maybe you are fasting that God, this marital crisis I'm going through, this season of fasting, I'm believing you that as I engage through this fasting, this marital crisis will be turned around. This financial coma will be turned around. This health challenge will be turned You see, you, you can fast and give it an assignment like a project. Is someone listening to me? Take the responsibility. You may be fasting. That, Father, I'm God, I, this is my child. I need, I need to have my own child now. I need to have my own child. I need to have my second child. I need to have my third child. Oh, I need to start my business. Last year I wanted to, but for some reason, Lord, as I engage this fasting, and you make it a project, fine. thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. So when you fast, you can fast. Uh, it, it secures answers, prayers. And then finally, let me just add this. And then it said, your light will shine. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 8. Your light will shine. Your light will shine. Your light will shine. 
This season will change your story permanently. I said this season will change your story permanently. If you believe, shout hallelujah. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.